Welcome to the National Women's Fitness Academy podcast. We're here to talk about women's health, female hormones, body image, and all things health and fitness. Hello, girls, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Fitness Academy's podcast. I'm your host, C, one of the WFA's educators and a women's body image and fitness coach. Today, I'm joined by the lovely Kitty Bloomfield, who is from New Strength, where they help women transform their bodies through improved metabolic functioning and strength training. Now, the beauty about New Strength is their focus is educating and empowering women to optimize their health and reach their body composition goals in a really sustainable, safe, and enjoyable way. Because we've all been there, we've all done the yo-yo dieting, the detox cleanses, and all that rubbish out there. But today we're gonna be chatting gonna be chatting all about that where Kitty and her team, they do this to help women feel better, look better, and live a better lifestyle. So Kitty, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me on. I love being here with you. For those who don't know Kitty, um, I suggest you to um, stalk her on Instagram. I've had a good stalk. We literally were talking about it just before. But you are a wealth of knowledge woman. Uh, well, Craig is a real wealth of knowledge. So I'm actually not technically a coach. Like I have my coaching qualifications and I worked with Craig in our gym, but I am not really like. Like it, since we've opened our online business, Craig's really headed up the coach and we have a team of coaches. So I'm, I'm like the CEO, I guess. So your yeah, marketing, we've got an ops manager, you know, Instagram, the face, the, you know, the product, the product of the product, I guess you'd call me. So, I mean, I do have knowledge, obviously, like, but, you know, I think Craig's the real, he heads up all the coaching and the, um, yeah, leading our coaches, I guess. So he's got the really depth knowledge. It's giving me a bit, bit giving giving him a bit of a plug now. I know, right? <laughs> he's probably going to be listening to this and be like, "Thanks, Kitty, love you yeah, too." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how did you guys meet? So I was actually so if you like a good story, so love story. and I'm very open and share really openly. Like I was a bit of a really promiscuous when I was younger. So like I lost my virginity when I was seventeen, and I just went on this bloody rampage where I was just drink. I just took drugs, drank slept with like I was just a loose cannon um and I think I was looking for love by just sleeping with guys you know mm-hmm. obviously clearly that's not the right way to meet a life partner kitty <laughs> so after I had got um divorced I went on back to the old ways like I got married and then I went back to the old ways of like sleeping with lots of random men and taking drugs and drinking and I was working in mining then in mind control and my boss, oh. I was really not focused at work and my boss sat me down. He was this South African guy and I used to think he was a real C-U-N-T at the time, but I'm really grateful to him now for like actually sitting me down and having this hard conversation. His name was Charles Boteas. I, I am grateful to him actually and a South African dude and he, he didn't say it in these words, but basically sat me down. It's like, I'm going to put you on a performance management plan if you don't get your shit together um, and I'll fire you if you, if you know, like you've got divorced, you haven't got cancer, you're not dying. Like your life is an ending. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You're young, you're smart, you're attractive, blah, blah, blah. You know? And so then I was like, I went home to my mind site, my room, this little, you know, tiny little room on site, just cried and cried and cried. And I was like, you care. You got to get your shit together. You know, like you keep doing the, the same pattern where you chase these unavailable men. Like I'd I was terrible. I had like affairs with married men. Mm. I was like just, oh, I think just how I was. So I, I thought it came. So I went out and read all these books on relationships and, you know, like just, you know, 
like they all this shit that they say, it's just you sort of think, no shit, Sherlock. But to someone like me back then, I was like, wow, okay, this is like my friend and I called this one book the Bible. It was so funny because she was like me. So I just implemented everything that they said. We got off Tinder, just really practiced being alone. So I think I was just so I couldn't be alone. Mm. And 30 days later, I met Craig just out when I was out with a friend, like it was through a friend of a friend, but I was blind that night. And we did end up sleeping together the first night. And I remember waking up in the morning thinking, oh, fucked it now. You know, the book, I didn't do what the book said. So the book's like, you know, stop sleeping with me on the first night. <laughs> anyway, it was fine. And that's how we met. And we were together. We've been together ever since. Um, and that's how we started our company. But it's basically is that he was a PT in Brisbane. I was living in the coast working mining. And we were like, okay, one of us has got to move. And so he's like, look, I'll just move to the coast. And I thought I'll just support you while you get yourself established as, as a PT. Um, yeah, cause you had good money in mining. And so he, there was one of my old coaches, Jim's was on the South side. So closer to the Gold Coast. And we just came up with this idea that we'd buy into Jim and work with her and just like he would drive from the Gold Coast to there because it was much closer. And anyway, he, he said to me, this was like after, like after the first two weeks, he knew we'd made a mistake and that we had, you know, shouldn't have bought into this gym. So six months later, we actually bought her out and right. that's when the gym became new strength and that's how we started the gym. I can't even remember what you bloody asked me now, the question. I, I asked you, how did you meet? <laughs> oh, meet. Okay, sorry. So then we're going on into the business. Yeah, so that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sorry. how you like dove into you, know, you having your era of like sleeping with men. And you know what? To be honest, I think everyone who's listening to to this right now could probably relate to this because when you're young, you're just trying to like experiment and go around. And like you said, like who knows why we, we made the choices that we did back then. But it's just so funny how you mentioned that, that you were sleeping around. And then once you met him, you slept with him and you're like, oh, shit, did I ruin this? Yeah, I've wrecked it. I've stuff, stuffed it, you know. <laughs> I didn't do what the book said, the Bible. Yeah. Um, I need to ask, what is the Bible? What book was it? Um, uh, uh, it's up in my book stand. Um, the Chase. The Chase, it's okay. called. Yeah. I think the chick's name's Samantha someone. But yeah, my, my friend and I was like, you know, you read, you you'll read it and be like, oh no shit, Sherlock, like this is just basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But because we were like, oh, this is this is it, this is the Bible, it worked. Then I met Craig about thirty days later. Oh my god, that yeah. reminds me of. I remember I went through a really like hard breakup like years ago, and there was this one book that my therapist suggested for me called Why Men Love Bitches. Have you heard that one? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah. funny. And like, as you mentioned to, um, similar to the chase, it's really basic. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty much telling you to treat yourself as you're wanting others to treat you. So obviously, yeah. you know, after break, you know, a- any breakup is really, it's really hard on uh-huh. us because we, f- yes, we feel as if we're like not lovable, something's wrong with us. So I was going through all those emotions and then she's like, you need to read this book. It's like so straightforward just to make you realize why men are attracted to certain women and like more that's right the, well, not strong not desperate. Like, yes. not that we were desperate but like we, but me and my friend mel have this joke she works as a coach she's like because i'd sleep with these guys and then fall in love with them she's like did you love them all i'm like all of them i fell in love with all of them you know like just just that sort of you know but the book it's like you're so right you read it and you think oh like of course if you're fucking texting them all the time and 
you know, just being this desperado, they're not going to want you. Like, they want someone who's independent and, you know, looks up. Like, yeah, totally. But it worked, obviously, because I've got the guy, even after I slept with him the first night. (laughs) Good on you, Craig. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. So now that we – are we still running the gym or have we pivoted more online? No. Yeah, so we did the gym for three years. So we worked with men and women and we developed like this group coaching model because um, I would watch Craig in the gym because I didn't have any qualifications. I just went and got my level one asker so we could get the uh, insurance for me to help him in the gym. Yeah, And um, yeah. I wa- would watch him train people. I was like, oh, there's a system. I can see that you regress and then progress these exercises. So we developed this group coaching model. We worked the nutrition in with it, had great success. Um, you know, invested in business coaching, built our gym up over like three years. And then we sort of thought, well, what are we going to do now? You know, like, do we want to go online? Do we want to open more gyms? So glad we didn't open more gyms. You know, we sold our gym just before COVID hit, which was so lucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just, we just designed a program to help women like me. Cause I said to Craig, I'm like, cause I learned about strength training through Craig and I fell in love with it, got into powerlifting. And then Emma, my, um, uh, she was a coach at the time. She's a nutritionist who does this like repeat inspired nutrition met her, worked with Craig, and I was like, it's just, it was life-changing for me. You know, I went from binge eating, you know, restricting, cutting calories, cutting carbs, no, not eating any dairy, binging on the weekends, you know, flogging myself in the gym, two hours a day, fasted. And then I was like, Craig's like, fuck, you got to stop, like, destroying the body you have with restrictive diets and cardio. It's, you want to be an athlete. Train like a strength athlete. And then I learned all about nutrition from Emma. I'm like, oh, carbs aren't the devil. You can mm-hmm. eat dairy. Like, it is good for you. And, you know, I had shitty cycles. I had poor sleep, you know, would hardly have a bloody poo, fixed all of that and then got stronger. My body changed and I was like, every woman needs to know about this. I'm like, this is just life-changing shit, you know. Like it freed me. Like I don't binge eat anymore. I don't hate my body. I sleep through the night. Most of the time, like, you know, obviously there's still stressful times. My cycle's back to normal. Like it's regular and pain-free. And, yeah, so we were like, okay, let's – Let's design a program that we can work with women online to help them, like you say, improve their body composition, support good metabolic health, balance hormones, get the bodies they want um, in a healthy and sustainable way. So, yeah, we just, 2017, we launched the Win at Life program and we've been doing that ever since. And then I partnered up with Emma um, to create Saturate where we've created a line of like uh, saturated skincare. Mm-hmm with no nasties, nothing. It's amazing. Try it, everyone. Um, I think it's amazing. And then some supplements that support our um, nutrition approach. So, like, we recommend women eat liver, liver and oysters. And some women are like, uh, I just don't want to eat liver. So we made frozen, a frozen, freeze-dried liver and oyster capsules. I just take them every day, collagen, just to replace the food if you don't want to eat them. So, yeah, and that's what we've been doing ever since. I love that. I love oysters. I really don't understand people who don't like oysters. Or yeah, like, I don't mind them either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say like I, like Craig loves them, but I like them with like vinaigrette or like oh, yes. you know, other yeah, like, a little bit of lemon yeah. salt. Mm. Yeah, a bit of red onion or something, you know. Like, but not many women like liver, you know. Like liver's I, not a very yeah. So yeah. liver, it has a very uh, what's the it's word? A very I'm strong flavor. Yes. Gamey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not really like some people like it, and like yeah. I sometimes will make pate, beef liver pate, which is yum, mm-hmm. but it's really strong. So I think yeah. you've got to like that strong flavor but yeah so we just wanted to make it easy for our clients who didn't like to eat them fresh Mm, Mm. i love it my next question was going to be like what is a woman like you but you literally went into a tangent about it so 
let's go back and let's yeah let's revisit the past because you said that you no longer binge eat you are eating dairy you're fine with it you're not cutting carbs out like what was life back then when you were restricting yourself so badly oh it was so bad like i used to do the dumbest shit like i remember i was going to see this guy in melbourne and I literally ate like tuna and apples for weeks on end to get skinny. And it worked, obviously, because I was eating yeah. such a hot, large calorie deficit. And I would just like get up in the morning and because I was like the antichrist when it came to sugar. So I wouldn't eat any fruit. I ate blueberries because they were low in sugar. I wouldn't eat any dairy because of the sugar and, you know, it's inflammatory. I'd make, I made bone almond milk. So I'd get up in the morning, fasted, smash a heap of black coffee and pre-workout, catch the bus into the city, train for two hours. And then I would eat my like quarter of a cup of oats with blueberries and protein powder, eggs with like green capsicum because red capsicum was too high in sugar, salad, chicken fucking salad for lunch, eggs again, you know, for afternoon tea and then like salmon or or, or kangaroo. I ate so much kangaroo with like big plates of steamed vegetables, bit of coconut oil, salt, diet jelly. But then... I would fall Bloody off the diet jelly, I tell you what. Oh, that shit's the worst. I'm it's like, still around. Oh, People still. It's still around. Yeah. Yeah, it's still around. And I was so scared of sugar. But the funny thing was is like I'd eat these really low calories for a few weeks, have a lot of sustain it, and then I'd just completely fall off the wagon because I'd just crave mm. sugar so yeah. much. And I'd have these epic binges. Mm. And, like, I would eat and eat and eat until I – you know, in Australia, you guys will know this, Jersey Caramels. You know Jersey Caramels, mm. these Woolworths, yeah. Herring Brand. Yeah. I used to – because it's like glucose syrup. I'd eat packets of them, Domino's pizzas, corn chips, and I'd just eat till I felt sick. And i think, it's all right, Kitty, because you can just start fresh tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. I'd do it on Sunday and then I'd start – I mean, how many women listeners can relate to that? And I tried, you know, keto. I did every protocol of fasting, did isogenics, did, like, 24-hour fasts. Um, and, of course, it worked to lose weight. Because I was eating as long as I could maintain that big deficit. But then as soon as I would like, I was either restricting and binge eating or I was, sorry, I was either restricting or I was off the wagon. I was binge eating and I'd just gain some weight and I'd get to the point like, oh, you're so fat, I feel fat. And then I'd just go back like strict yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. And like all, all I would think about was food. So it was either what I could eat, what I couldn't eat. I remember when I worked in Brisbane in mining, I'd suck on sugar-free mints and drink shitloads of cups of tea in between my meals just to keep my appetite low. Took mm. Duramine. It was, you know, that drug that you take that you poop out all the fat that you eat? Yes. I took that. It was gross. So you do this disgusting orange, like, oily poos, um, anything to, like, blunt the appetite, you know. Uh, I took a lot of drugs for a long time when I was younger, like, partied, mm. speed. I was addicted to speed. I loved it because you didn't eat anything. Yeah. You just went hungry, you know. <laughs> Like, I don't know, I like, I'm like. i sure like speed would have been your thing, but like cocaine was a really big thing in my friendship, yeah. friendship group as well. They'll be like, oh, yeah. so this weekend we're not going to eat, we're just going to do well, cocaine. cocaine was like, expensive, oh. you know. Oh, speed so was cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was rich enough back then, I was too young. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh, coke God. pills, lunch pills, yeah. go out, like. Man, I don't know how I used to just not eat all weekend and drink piss and then I'd be like, back on my like sugar-free diet on Monday. I know, you know? Right? Like, yeah, it was, it's horrendous. And just always thinking that all of these foods are so bad for you. Like I remember when I met Emma 
and I was getting re-educated. So I, I stumbled across her website. Well, actually, I didn't stumble. I was doing some therapy after I got divorced. Yeah. And I would always crap on about nutrition. And the therapist was like, oh, have you ever read Dr. Ray Pete's work or Emma's work? So I went to her website. And there's this article, Defending Fruit and Other Non-Complex Carbs. And I read it and I was thinking, holy shit. I'm like, I've stumbled across the fucking holy grail here. This is why my whole life I've been fucked and I binge eat. And so I emailed her and said, I have to work with you. And I did a 12-week course with her. Changed my life. Mm. You know, so now I drink like, you know, I'm, I'm doing a muscle building phase now. So like I'm eating in a surplus, trying to eat in a surplus. So like I'm eating 2,900 calories a day and my weight's staying at 66 kilos. I'm like 174 centimeters. Yeah. Wow. I drink like orange juice, like three cups of orange juice a day, you know, chocolate fudge, milk, you know, potatoes, sourdough crumpets. You know, it's just incredible. Like just loving food again and eating real food and understanding really like what are the nutrients that are in, like we're so scared of fruit. We're so scared of sugar. I'm like, sugar is not the fucking enemy. Sugar is just, it's just energy devoid of nutrients. Like don't okay you don't want to be going and eating 10 cups of white sugar that would be silly because it's just energy devoid of nutrients but you can drink juice Mm. you can eat fruit you can eat potatoes you can eat rice you can eat i eat sourdough bread every day you know and it's you don't have to do these drastic calorie deficits like a lot of the women in our program um you know they'll eat 2,000 calories plus and lose you know 20 kilos because they're consistent with the tracking they get enough protein they're eating to support like getting the nutrients their body needs to support good metabolic function we get them to strength train and build muscle so you know that process like obviously muscle needs more calories to burn Mm -hmm. rest but i think it's that craig and i talk about this all the time because he's like well you know kitty really only a pound of muscle burns an extra 30 calories so it's not that much but it's the recovery process so when you train hard and your body has to you know four times a week, three times a week, it's it's working to recover and build that muscle. I think that's so – and, you know, I've realized that now doing this muscle building phase, like, fuck, I have to eat so much food to try and build muscle. Mm, yeah. You know, look, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty incredible. It blows my mind still every day. I feel so grateful. I think coming from that background of really restricted eating, like I'll sit there at breakfast and I'm having at the moment these sourdough crumpets. There's this brand. If you're in Australia, they're called This Is Us. Get them. They're the fucking bomb. They do um, muffins as well. So I have them toasted with two slices of Aguda cheese with 20 grams each of raspberry jam. And then I have coffee with collagen and maple syrup. And then I have a glass of orange juice. And, like, every morning I sit there and eat it. I think, oh, this is just the best. Like, this oh, is I'm life. so happy with it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I have my ice cream. I make homemade ice cream and I have that every night, chocolate ice cream for dessert. And every night I sit there and think, oh, I just fucking love food. Mm. I'm so grateful that I have this knowledge and I found this and I don't have to starve myself anymore. I actually enjoy food and know that it's good for me, you know. So, And I think that's why I'm so passionate about this because it's so life-changing. And, you know, you, you'll probably see if you listen to our podcast, we have so many testimonials from clients and because they're, they're the same as me. Like they've gone through years and years of restrictive diets and they just want to eat real food again and stop starving themselves all the time. So, yeah, I don't know. I just feel grateful every day just for the simple things, I think, like my coffee with milk. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like I think the pivot moment for for my self-experience was also not binging on ice cream because uh, similar to you, I was a massive um, binge eater, but I was like I always pre-planned it and I'm pretty sure I've spoken about this story so many times, but uh, the one specific food that I would always binge on would be ice cream where now I can literally have ice cream in my fridge and it will last there for like two, three weeks straight and it literally baffles my mind going, 
wow like you have come so fucking far sig you have ice cream in your fridge right now and you're not binging or running towards it to have all of it where previously many years ago i would literally demolish a whole liter of ice cream in one go because i couldn't handle having it in my fridge yeah we probably like most women and when you like we teach women a lot about basic human physiology so it's like go and look in any fucking textbook and like you will read about cellular respiration so your cells burn glucose for fuel like it's their primary and preferred fuel source you need the conversion of t4 to t3 in the liver so it's like Mm -hmm. if you drastically cut fuel from your body like imagine you have a car right and you're going to drive to the side of australia you only put half a tank of fuel in what's going to happen it'll just stop but when you drastically cut calories and you're not you don't have energy coming in your body doesn't just you don't just die it has built-in mechanisms to help it survive so it breaks down your muscle tissue breaks down fat to 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 make fuel but mm. also it sends out these like your body when you get the sugar cravings it's cuz your body's saying fuck feed me i need i need quick source of energy because you're starving me and literally i am breaking myself down so once you actually eat adequate calories and you start you know filling your diet with nutrient dense sugars like fresh fruit and juices and root vegetables and dairy and you know you can have some sugar in your diet like it's just energy like i have some sugar in my coffee sometimes i have homemade ice cream with sugar you know at the moment i'm eating fudge homemade fudge with milk as one of my snacks because obviously i'm trying to get the calories in without too much fill, not being so filling i wouldn't recommend that if you're on you know dieting and you're in a deficit probably better to eat some yogurt and fruit but you know like it's not poison and when your diet is full of nutrients when you're eating like saturated fats you know liver oysters fruits you know good quality dairy you're getting all of these amazing nutrients so it's like and once you eat this like eat enough then your body's going okay cool i'm getting enough fuel goodbye cravings Mm. and it may it's so simple it's like so when i learned about it i was like fuck You've just wasted 17 years of your life cutting carbs and doing all this dumb shit if you just learn about basic human. And people sell you on these diets because they're quick. Mm-hmm. Like keto works because you just cut a food group, so therefore you eat in a calorie deficit, so you lose weight. It's not fucking magic, mm-hmm. you know, and they suck you in to make you believe that, you know, oh, it's just this. Well, of course it works, but then what happens? You never sustain it. You don't build any muscle, so, you know, you're not, you, it's just, and then you just end up on this crazy restrictive cycle. Usually women gain more weight over the years. Yeah, they Because I think as you yeah. get older, like I'm 42 now, and I found like when I was younger, I had heaps more willpower because I was like so like addicted to be skinny, got to fit in those fucking skinny jeans, you know. Like but then as I got older, I was like, oh, man, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't have the willpower anymore <laughs> to stick to those crazy diets, but you just don't need to, mm-hmm. you know. Like if you spend the time building your foundation, building muscle, you know, most of them in our program, because they're new to lifting, they can build muscle in a small calorie deficit. But a small calorie deficit is like 1,900 calories. You don't have to eat 1,200 calories. Like, you'd just be surprised at once you're consistent, how much more you can actually eat and get the body that you want. But it's that consistency, you know, because um, most women, they'll like, try to eat 1,200 and then I eat fucking 5,000 calories on the weekend, you know. So it really baffles me. It baffles me where they get this 1,200 um, calorie uh, idea from. I know like my fitness pal sometimes like, you know, spits those numbers out. But, yeah, it just, it really, I'm really intrigued about like how and why is 1,200 this magic number for women because babies need 1,200 calories. Like babies, newborns, they need that when, you know, then just – to, to be alive. So for women who's like, you know, 60, 70 kilos odd, like 
come on, woman, like 1,200 calories. No, I know. Thing. I know. I can't even imagine. Like I used to eat that. I'm like, I would die. Like when I, because we had, I won't even go into the bloody, it's a long story about the whole TTC journey of trying to conceive and the whole baby. Go to the podcast if you want to listen to the whole story. But after that, after we decided, because Craig actually just never really wanted to have kids. Yeah. And I one day sit down and he's like, I don't want to have kids. And so anyway, after that, because I'd sort of gone through a period of like pulling my training back, putting on body fat, you know, just trying to do everything to support my body to be more fertile, um, thinking, you know, okay, this will work, this will work, this will work. But I just stressed myself out to the max, like mm-hmm. couldn't sleep, like waking up multiple because I was just so so anxious about it. But anyway, after that, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to get back to my training. I'll lose the body fat that I put out over the last two years. So I did like a couple of like short mini cuts, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone unless you're have a lot of muscle already and have a high calorie base. So I'd been eating high calories. So I ate like 2000 calories for three to four weeks. And I was like, that was hard for me. That was hard. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So even tr- thinking about eating like 1200 calories. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder you binge. Mm-hmm. You just set yourself up to fail. Yeah. I think. But I did it for so long. So I get it. I get it. And you've got to be, I think, like the process that we go through, it ta- like if I look at our best transformations, 12 months, 12 to 18 months is what you have to allow. But I'm like, that's better than spending the next 20 or 30 years losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, you know, and you'll be eating more food, you'll have more muscle, you'll look good, you'll sleep through the night, you know, you have no menopausal symptoms or no, you know, regular cycle. Isn't it worth it? Mm. 100% it is. And it also comes down to the marketing side of things because we all know that marketing sells really well when people are pushing the idea that you can get your body within eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, we know, you know what, though? No, it's not doable. Yeah. It's not possible because muscle takes time to build. Fat loss is quicker, but you need to build muscle. Yeah. And that's what you need for a sustainable transformation. And not to mention as you age, like the women that work with us are typically in their 40s, 50s, 60s. We do get women in their 30s and 20s. But by the time they get to us, they're like, Kitty, I've done it for 20 years. I'm committing to the longer-term sustainable change. So it's like as you age, it goes through menopause, perimenopause, you know, you lose muscle. You know, it's so important for um, your bones, for strong bones. And it's just it helps insulin sensitivity. So like muscle is like a sink for glucose. Um, You know, so it's not only from like how you look, but, from a health perspective, but also mobility. You know, like I look at my grandparents and they didn't really strength train. I'm like, they were like, my grandma had two knee replacements. And I think, fuck, I don't want to be 80 and hobbling around on a stick, you know? So if that doesn't scare you, yeah. <laughs> get your shit together now. I know, right? You know, but it's enjoyable. You get to eat real food and you get to get strong and strength training is the best. Like, honestly, I've never met a woman who has gotten strong and said, oh, Kitty, I hate it. Like, I, I'm still excited about it. You know, I had this, I don't know if you follow, well, if you follow me, you know, I had the implants two years ago, to, out two years ago, and did get a lift at the time. So I finally decided to go back and, you know, because I called them the Spaniel's ears, that's what they're sort of like after having the implants in the semi. So I got the lift. And then after that, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm investing in coaching again, like working with someone. Because Craig coaches me, but you know what it's like with your partner. Like, yeah, you're just not as focused nah. and you're not, you're not, you're not paying. Yeah. Not paying either. So, like, I've gone back to investing coaching again and just building my numbers up. I'm still, like, I'm excited today. I'm like doing dips today. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to add 10 kilos. Like, this week, last week I did this. I'm going to do this this week. So, it's really, it's just exciting and empowering. And, you know, I think it's like the progression. You'll get excited, the progression, feeling strong and capable. And 
you know, being able to lift your kids up, being able to just be, I think, a more capable day-to-day is awesome, as well as you can want to look better too. Like, it's going to make you look better as well, and that's all right. Nothing wrong with wanting to look better. Exactly. Just don't do dumb shit to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But you know what? Like, back then, you, you just didn't know. So I guess, you know. I didn't know, exactly. Yeah, like, well, you yeah. don't know, you don't know. However, you family have found that pivot moment where it has taken you to that level of empowerment through education, but also that place of confidence. Now, what do you think was the one main factor for you to get to this place of confidence? Oh, I think I really believe in the strength training, mm. you know, like, and so like Emma taught me more about the nutrition, good, you know, how to have balanced hormones and good metabolic function. And then Craig really taught me about the nutrition and tracking and how do I change body composition and eating more to build the body I want instead of destroying the body I had. So when I really went into that gym and I got strong, got into powerlifting, I was like, fuck yeah, like. I just lifted this incredibly heavy weight. Like, what else can I do? You know, when I was sleeping better and my cycle was better, I wasn't moody. You know, waking up every most days, like obviously, you know, stressful periods. It's not perfect, but like most of the time, waking up like today, I had good sleep, had my good breakfast. I feel really balanced. You know, I've got lots of energy. I feel excited about life because I feel so good. So I think it's that combination of really eating well, feeling good in my body, being strong, and having muscle. You know, the strength training taught me how to play the long game, how to get gritty, you know, how to um, persist and then made me think, well, fuck, if I can do that, what else can I do? You know, and it really gave me, I think, a lot of confidence to do other things. Mm. And building that confidence just takes you to that next level, not just in terms of you being able to coach other women, but that confidence within yourself as well, knowing, hey, I can do this long-term. It's not just another diet that I'm following. Yeah, and just being able to eat yum food. Mm. Like I said, like every time I drink my orange juice, because I just love orange juice, I sit there and think, oh, I just love this nectar of the gods. (laughs) I would have never drunk orange juice before, ever. No way, no way. Never touched it, it before. Now I'm like, guzzle that shit, you know, like it's just, it's incredible. And just really enjoying food and like, feeling hungry and eating a good meal and feeling mm-hmm. satisfied and going to bed with it, like not hungry and sleeping. Like it's just honestly the best, like really simple things, please. Like Craig and I are just happy. We work in our business. We try to get jacked. You know, we love being strong. We eat all the food. Like we're really simple. Like we just we live near the beach. We've got our two dogs. You know, we just, mm-hmm. our weekends are really simple. We just love it because it's just, you feel so good and so happy and the strength training is just so enjoyable. So I just think, yeah, I don't know, and not hating your body anymore and build, building the body that you want, like mm-hmm. building it and investing calories and nutrients and the strength training to just, you know, feel good. And it's not about being tiny anymore. You yeah. know, it's just about yeah. whatever, you know, like everyone's going to look different, but just having this strong, capable body that you feel really good in, I think. Yeah, it's really life-changing. It really is. And in terms of, you know, us feeling stronger and changing that mentality, like what are some tips that have helped you or helped your clients to embrace those changes within themselves? Because like you said, you work mainly with women from, you know, 30-plus um, years old and we know as women, we like our, as women, a woman who changes through, through a lifestyle. So what are some tips that you would, you know, suggest for, for women who are wanting to let go of those um, dieting cycles? 
Look, I be- 100% believe in investing in coaching. Like, and I'm not just trying to sell you our program because I think it's the best because it is, but, but like you don't know what you don't know, you know, and if you're truly invested in changing, then you just can't really figure it out yourself. Like I've invested in coaching my entire life, still investing in coaching. I mean, we even put together a seven day program because we wanted to design something that was cheaper that gave every, like everyone access to what we do. So it's a seven day challenge, you not get to your weight goal in seven days, but it's teaching you all the concepts. So, look, I think that if it was me, like I would go and find someone. I thought, okay, they've got the results that I want, the long-term sustained results. They're not selling me a quick fix. Save up the money, invest in coaching and do it um, or buy a seven-day challenge. And I think once you do get your hands on the right knowledge, you have to shift your mindset to a long-term game. Mm-hmm. So, you have to go to yourself, stop focusing on the weight on the scale, start focusing on body recomposition. So, like go into that, make like be consistent with your nutrition because – you're going to, I find with women in our program, they start to feel better quick, more quickly than they see the body composition change. So their sleep will improve. Um, you know, their moods will improve. Their sex drive will come back. Um, you know, their cycles will improve and they'll see their body composition slowly improve. And often we have to remind them like, okay, let's look at all of the other things you've achieved now. And they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Fuck, I'm sleeping through the night. You know, okay, I've only lost like 10 centimeters, but all of these other things have happened. And then you've just got to go, okay, I have to be consistent with my nutrition. And I'm like, be a fucking animal in the gym. Like, get going. Learn how to be a good lifter because that's what's really going to drive that change and drive it quicker. But you have to have that long term focus, I think, and look at it as sustainable lifestyle changes and know that you're going to fuck it up too. Like, no one's progress is ever linear, not even mine. So it's like, you have to understand that you're in this for life, you know. And, you know, can I always say to my clients, can you sustain minimum three days a week training? Yeah. Yeah. And even look, We've got clients that if you built the base, you could even do two days full body training to maintain it. Like what you have to do to build it is more than you have to do to sustain it. But three days a week training, doing some steps, you know, prioritizing your bedtime, doing some food prep. This is all the shit that I just do week in, week out. It's not hard. You know, once you get to maintenance, I still go out and eat. I still drink alcohol sometimes. My weight doesn't change. Mm. You know, it's easy to maintain once you've built the base, but you've got to be focused and go, I'm going to put the time in and the effort to build that and do it in a healthy way and, and make your goal 12 months. Because once you take that pressure off yourself and stop going, oh, fuck, I've got to get there in 12 weeks, it just becomes, I think, a lot easier and really focusing on, okay, I'm going to get obsessed with getting stronger and being a good lifter. Like be obsessed about that. And it's way more fun and empowering. Like I see women post in our group all the time like, oh, my God, I just got to 100 kilo deadlift or you know, I've really been focusing on the gym and I can't believe I'm lifting these numbers, um, you know, and, and slowly their bodies are changing. But it's slow, but slow is sustainable. And also slow means you're going to eat more, be able to eat more food and yeah. sustain it. Like everyone should be able to eat 2,000 calories a day and oh, sustain oh. their weight. Like, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, like at a minimum, you know, it's, it's, it's just because you keep restricting all the time and binge eating and then you don't train to build muscle to really get stronger. And you will be surprised at what you're capable of. Like when I met Craig, I remember thinking, looking at the leg press, I was thinking, you want me to lift what? And now, you know, like I'm way stronger. You just have to go into that session every week going, I'm just going to do a little bit better than I did before, you know, and just focus day to day, the 1% week to week. Because I always think in my head, like when when I've gone back to training now after the um, surgery, my numbers are way down and it's annoying me. And I'm like, look, just shut the fuck up, Kimmy. Just imagine where you'll be in six to 12 months' time if you just keep making these little improvements each week to week. And that's how I say it to myself and enjoy the process, you know, because mm-hmm. like you, you're never going to stop lifting. 
you know what I mean? Like you've got to be happy in in the day to day and enjoy it. Because if you're only like, I've got to get to this goal, happy, you'll never be happy because it'll it'll keep changing. Like the goal post will keep changing. But I think this is such an enjoyable way to live, you know. So yeah, I don't know. I think you've just really got to have that longer term focus. Absolutely, and I'm really glad that I asked you that question because. It comes down to that focus and it's changing that mindset around, as you mentioned, instead of focusing on reaching a certain goal by 12 weeks, it's just like, okay, well, maybe the 12 weeks is not doable. Let's change it to 12 months. And that can be quite scary for some women who don't think about that long term. But then once we push them towards more of that performance side of things, then they realize, oh, it is doable. I can do it. And I love the fact that you also opened up about the surgery and healing from it because Life is always going to have some okay. form of set, setback, yeah, whether it's totally. stress, whether it's injury, where, yeah. whatever it is. Like this year, fuck, man, I've had so many, like, setbacks. Seriously, like, let's not, like, go into it. But literally so many setbacks and every time something happens, I'm like, okay, cool, well, this has happened. Let's get back on the wagon. There's no point, like, yes, you're allowed to cry. You're allowed to be upset about it. Yeah, of course. But let's not victimize ourselves going, oh, that's it. Like you said, it's just like shifting that focus and going, cool, let's start from this um, this level and work our way back up. Yeah, and just start again. And yeah. just like, you know, we started in the gym and I'm like, my numbers were all shit. It's like, oh, well, this is the baseline. Yeah. This is where I start. I don't think about where I was. I just go every week. I just need a little bit more weight and a few more reps and make that my standard success. And like last week, you know, we added 20 kilos of leg press and I did more reps. I was like, fuck yeah, I felt really good. I was like, okay, good work, kitty. You know, imagine what you're going to do next week and then the week after and the week after. And, you know, like you can't, I think if you, you just, I remember when I broke my arm squatting, it was like a fucking freak accident and I was like in, in doing powerlifting. And so it meant that I couldn't squat bench for like 12 months. I did go back and deadlift earlier because I was just like holding the bar. But, you know, I did obviously fucking cry and feel sad for a few days. I was like, oh, man, you know, I was doing so good in my powerlifting and now I'm fucked, you know. But I'm like, look, the world isn't ending. You haven't lost your arm. It'll heal. You just have to like after two weeks, I got back in the gym, Craig might ruin a new program. I was like, all right, I'm just going to focus on what I can do. And I just did lots of one arm shit. You know, I did safety bar squats holding the, holding the, you know, just with one arm. I did leg press and we just slowly built up my lifts back up. Mm. And, you know, and then I was back to squatting because it's like, you think you're going to, like, I always say to women, what do you think it is that I do now that's, that, that you don't, that you do? That what's different to what I do that I'm telling you to? It's the same shit. Mm. It's like the behaviors, the habits, you still have to maintain them. Yes, you can have more flexibility. Like, obviously, when you're not dieting and your maintenance calories are higher, you know, but get to that point and then you, but you still got to maintain a lot of the habits. So you still train consistently. Yeah. I still prep and plan my food every week, but I'll, I'll go out to eat a few times a week, you know, and I don't, it doesn't break the bank and I just eat and I enjoy it, but I don't binge anymore because it's not like I'm restricting during the week. Um, but, you know, I think it's just those habits, it's changing your lifestyle. So if you're someone who drinks all the time, like me, I used to drink all the time, didn't train properly, didn't get enough sleep. I'm like, well, that shit ain't going to give you the body Eating health drugs. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Fuck it all the time. Yeah, it's like, fuck, it fucks your training. You're so tired, you know. Like I went through a stage a few months ago where I just got into this habit of like we was doing shit every I was drinking every weekend. Not massively, like not getting blind. Well, I did get once blind. We went to this birthday party. It was a masquerade party. Fucking fell off the wagon completely. And then after about a month or six weeks, I was like, oh, what are you doing? Like you're just getting back into your old habits because deep down I'm a party girl. You know, I'm like I love to party but I don't like how it makes me feel. And I really want to get stronger and, you know, change my body composition. So I was like, all right, just gave myself a bit of talking to, all right, 
and I've been good since then and I haven't wanted to drink. I will drink at Christmas and have a few drinks, but like, you know, shit like that's going to happen, you know? Like, you're never going to be perfect and you might go off the path. But like you say, you just got to remind yourself, what is it that I want? How do I want to feel? How do I want to live my life? And it's not to say that you won't ever drink again. Like, I still will have like two, I try and go two to three. I feel like if I have two to three, you know, every three or four weeks, that's good for me. But, um, you know, like you just feel shit again. Once you feel good, you'll do it. You're like, nah, that wasn't that good. You know, like me, every time I fall off the wagon, I'm like, oh, that's never as good as I remembered it. And I always feel more shit the next day. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Like it's just progress isn't linear. You have to accept that. Shit is – you have to go to yourself. Like I've conditioned myself to fail now. Like I know, like in our business, in lifting, whatever, because I'm like it's normal. Expect it. And you just got to condition yourself to go, okay, cool. I'd like you say, of course you can fucking cry and have feelings. We're not saying that. But you don't need to then go and like drink 10 bottles of wine and eat five large pizzas and just go be the pity party for two weeks. Just mm-hmm. be like, whatever. Just move forward. It just doesn't matter, you know, and it will be your ability to pick yourself up and keep taking that consistent imperfect action that will get you to your goal. Mm-hmm. Always. 100%. And no I one's perfect. Yeah, no, no one is perfect, but I think it's also a good wake-up call for those who are listening that <laughs> this may sound, sound harsh, but, like, I remember my last coach said this and he's like, no one's going to save you. That's totally true. It, it's up to you to save yourself. And, you know, like we said before, it's okay to be sad and upset about, you know, certain setbacks, but it's just like don't let it hold you back from moving forward. That's right. And you could just, like, imagine if you just, like you say, just kept going and taking consistent, imperfect action where you'd be in 12 months versus if you just like always throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, for example, okay, I ended up having a couple of drinks and ate some food off my plan at a party. So fucking what? Mm. Just have those few drinks, eat that meal, and then get straight back on the plan. Don't go, okay, I fucked it. So I'm just going to go out and eat 10, you know, drink 10 bottles of wine. Cause it's not, if you have those little, and that's what sustainability is too. Like, it's, I think for a lot of women, moderation, practicing moderation, like that's something I could never do. It was always all or nothing. Whereas now I'm like, okay, go out, have two or three drinks, eat the food until you feel full and stop. It's just stop. Like if that one meal isn't going to make a difference, but if you drink 10 bottles of wine and eat five large pizzas, that's what's going to fuck you. So it's like you've just got to – it's hard to get out of that mentality of binge restrict when you – because if you're restricting – you, it's like that all or nothing because I'm never going to be able to eat this again because you're like, oh, I'm just, just starving myself every day. But once you eat more, you're like, well, I can eat delicious food every day that I like. And if I want to go out and have one or two drinks and have a meal, then I can. So it's, I think, really honestly, like, and that's, I was really proud of myself for practicing moderation because I'm just not a very moderation person. I'm like all in with everything, you know, I'm all in or all out. But I think with this, you have to learn. I think most people are all or nothing mindset and I think over time with age we just get better more with uh, like moderation and sustain, um, like sustaining more of like a, a balanced lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what obviously it will take more discipline to get there, like you have to be yeah. stricter because you've done 20 years of restrictive diets, like you're going to have to. But once you build the base, maintenance is easy. It honestly is easy. Like I said that. Craig's like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this building phase. I'm like, fuck, it's hard. Like the training's so hard. Like, so I've got to really push myself. I've got to be really consistent with my nutrition. Like, make sure I'm eating this amount of food every day. Like on Saturday, I didn't track because we went out, and I probably didn't eat enough carbs. Ate probably too much fat. Didn't have a good sleep. You know, I was like, oh, this is annoying. But I was like, no, no, no. Look, you can't. It's just a bit hard the first two weeks. You're getting used to it. Don't give up now. 
like keep going. And if you ever want to go back to maintenance, you can when you want to. But like I just want to say to, to women, like put the work in, build the foundation and get there. Then maintaining it is much easier. You can train less. You, can, you know, maintenance calories is a range. You know, you don't have to trick trackers strictly. So I think it's worth it to put the work in. Yeah. 100%. It always is. I've, I don't think I've come across one client of mine who said it's not worth it. No. They're like, I'm free. And everyone always says to me, like, oh, the tracking. Then like, I've got so much freedom now because I've learned how to track. Yeah. Like, it's, honestly, that's what they say in the testimonials in our 18. They're like, oh, so much, I've got so much freedom now. Well, it's a useful tool to have. You know, everyone, I guess, is different. Like, some people do have that psychology around it that they may feel as if they'll get a little bit obsessive. And again, like it's so different, but having an understanding of that foundation for long-term, you know, support of knowing what foods and how much to eat is so valuable. Mm, totally. And I think too, like when you, cause I always used to think that too, but that's cause I was tracking and trying to eat fucking 1200 calories. Yeah. Like of course you're going to be, yes. But when you're actually eating adequate calories and food, you enjoy it becomes I really enjoy it. I love sitting down every week and thinking about, oh, what meals am I going to have next week, you know? Like this week I've been having this amazing green prawn like noodle soup with like watermelon and for dinner I've been having spaghetti bolognese with pasta and juice, beef burgers and tacos. Like that's what I've been rotating this week and it's like awesome sitting down and thinking, what delicious food am I going to eat next week? Mm. You know, it's fun. It is. It's so much fun, especially when you can eat more food now as well. Yeah, that's right. Like can it's you imagine? Good. Can you imagine going back? You know, how, like how long has it been since the last time you um, you binge eat? Eight twelve hundred calories. Yeah. Oh, probably would be before I met Craig, like okay. before I found Emma. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't even ever imagine eating twelve hundred calories again. Mm. I would eat that like before lunchtime now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I think what I think my dinner the other night was about a thousand calories, and I was just like, "Wow, this is really funny." Like, you know, you you wouldn't catch me doing this about ten years ago. Where now I'm just like, "Give me all of it." <laughs> I know it is crazy, isn't it? I know it's so freeing and life changing. Um, yeah, I just think every woman should do it. Hundred percent, hundred hundred percent. Kitty, thank you so much for joining me today. Today's conversation has been um, quite insightful and funny as well. I hope our listeners uh, enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. It's been so good. Now, before we head off, where can our listeners um, find you and how can they work with you? So we follow me on Instagram. So it's just at Kitty, K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. Um, we have a podcast, Weight Loss for Women, Eat More, Train Less, Get Results. So I recommend listening to that. Um, and you can do our seven-day challenge, which is a really great introduction to what we do. It's $27 Australian lifetime access. Um, gives you set you up with all the tools and foundations. And you can work with us in our coaching program one-on-one. So you work with someone one-on-one. But, um, you know, if you want to do that, you can just book a call with us and have a chat. But I always say to women, just start with the seven days. You know, listen to the podcast, start with the seven days. And then if you feel like, okay, I really want that extra accountability and support, you can invest in the coaching program. Mm, I love and that. And Saturate, well, Saturate too. Yeah, Saturate. Yeah. www.saturate.com.au. And that's follow my business partner, Emma Scaracus, the nutrition coach. She is incredible, such a wealth of knowledge. I've learned so much from her. Super grateful. She saved my life, her and Craig. Really? Oh, like, otherwise, I would have just been doing snippets. 
there's there's nothing better than that finding people or being supported by people who bring out the best in you as well yeah it is it's good i love our life i'm so excited to get up every day and do this and eat food and get strong it's awesome i love that i love that for you i love that for all of us and i want that more for everyone who's listening right now to eat all the fucking me too me too. Eat the ice cream. Enjoy the ice cream every night if you like ice cream, that is. You may not like ice cream. You might like custard, like crazy. If it's chocolate or whatever yeah. it is. That's right. Whatever it is, you can eat it. Yeah, you don't have to live this life of restriction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you heard it, girls. If you enjoy today's podcast, please make sure that you screenshot, tag us at the Women's Fitness Academy, tag Kitty, tag myself, and then until next time, yeah, let's uh, cut back on the restriction and then add a little bit more sustainability towards our food. Um, and, yeah, stay healthy, girls. <laughs>